0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps. Hello. We have a very special episode in store for you guys today. The long-awaited listener stories have been submitted, and we've put them together to read for y'all, and we are so excited because today is September 1st when we are recording this, so... According to us, we declare it officially spooky season, kicking it off with these listener stories.
1: Yes.
0: And remember, guys, our uh, DMs are always open. So if you have any stories or know anybody that would like to submit stories, just go ahead and
1: type them up and send them our way. And we will read them on our podcast for y'all. Yeah, we want to try to do a second... Or we want to do more episodes of these, but that just depends on y'all, so... Yeah, do our work for us every now and then, you know? No, I'm just
0: kidding. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so do you want to kick it off first with the first one?
1: You are going first.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you see how quickly I just threw that out the window? Real
1: quick, real quick.
0: At one minute and 30 seconds, already editing it down. So... The first story is from a listener named Jesse. He says, I had never really given the supernatural more than a fleeting thought. I'd hear people tell their tales of encounters and visions, but I always remained doubtful. That is until I had one of my own. The evening in question happened roughly 15 years ago. I was teaching at an elementary school, one that was known for being haunted, quote unquote, various stories involving a burial ground and someone having been murdered near the property years before Neither of which I ever believed. Now, these stories came mostly from custodians. These men and women were the first ones on the job and the last ones to leave, and their claims usually involved strange noises and, on a couple of occasions, a sighting or two. Again, I always remained skeptical. But back to my story. We were busy getting ready for a bilingual audit, so three of us decided to work late that evening. At around 7 o'clock, one checked out, so the remaining two of us made it packed to stay until we were both finished. Maybe an hour had passed when my coworker came to the door and hurriedly shouted, hey, I'm leaving, and bolted for the door. So much for our pact, right? Well, since I wasn't even close to finishing, I had no choice but to stay. Truth be told, I wasn't worried. There were many an evening when I stayed to prepare copies, assignments, etc. for the next day. A few minutes later, I left my room and walked over to the copy room, which was in the opposite hall. Not long after I started to make copies, I started getting a strange feeling, like someone was in the room with me. The copier was against the entryway wall, so it was as if someone was behind me. I turned around a few times just to make sure, knowing full well I was all alone. Just as the minutes passed, that feeling intensified. I was being watched. There was no one else in the room but me. I can't explain it, but suddenly fear kicked in. It became a fight-or-flight type situation, and I just grabbed whatever copies were done and ran out of the door. I think I was back in my classroom within seconds. That's how fast I booked it. Once I was back in my room, I took a few minutes to calm myself down. I kept telling myself, Jesse, that was just your mind messing with you. You're fine. Knowing I was only two classrooms away from the exit did help to calm my fear. That is, until the same feeling came back, and it didn't slowly escalate the way it had earlier. It was this sudden, overwhelming sense of panic that I instantly felt, but as if something wanted me out, and it wasn't messing around. I grabbed my bags, and I literally ran out of the building. It wasn't until I left the parking lot and was a good distance from the school that I finally managed to calm down. Suddenly, all of those stories I'd heard in previous years were validated. There was no doubt something or someone inhabited that school. However, there was no way in hell I was going to tell anyone, and risk them thinking I was crazy. No way. That next day, as I'm sitting with my co-workers about to have lunch, the one who left before me said, Y'all, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. I got this strange feeling. Whatever visited me that night had visited her first. Oh wow! So that's why the coworker ran out the door like that. Yes, dude, chills, Chill. Whoa, yeah, that's pretty interesting. You can't, you can't uh, doubt when you feel it. It's hard to explain. Yeah. So when you feel it, you nobody can like describe what it feels like. But
1: when you feel it, you know it was like a thing. It was yeah. real. And was haunted schools are super terrifying. I feel like they're common too. Yeah, right? They're, ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. Yeah, it's it strange. freaked me out. I wanted to ask him what elementary school, because this is in the same – this is in Del Rio, but I'm not sure if he would have told me. <laughs> it is interesting
0: if it's a haunted school because it stays there no matter what's going on, and kids come and go, and it can just affect as many kids as it wants to or just watch them. Oh, my God. You know what I, mean? I hadn't even thought about that. It could be around for decades and see, like – Class of 2018, come and go. Class of 2020, and they're like a super old ghost that just stays and watches everybody.
1: Yeah. That's that's even creepier to me. And messes with the teachers at night. Oh, no. And gets pissed off. Times have really changed. Everything's going to shit. <laughs> he was making all those copies. That ghost was like, listen here, I'm trying to sleep. And you just keep right? fucking with that thing.
0: Oh, God.
1: Weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, cool. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you for submitting a story. Yes, thank you. Oh, we're going to say that for everyone. (laughs) Are we? (laughs) We can. We probably will. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, so this next story is from Tana, and she says, there was once when me, Alayda, which is her aunt, and Alayda's daughter were at my granny's house maybe last year. And they were standing in front of the sink facing each other. And I was standing in front of them looking at them when this glass cup literally just flew off the counter that was next to us. It was so weird. Like someone pushed it off, but we weren't close to it. And Alayda says stuff happens to her all the time. And she thinks it's my granny.
2: Hmm.
1: So she goes in to tell me two other stories, um, And this next one has to do with her granny. So she said, there was also this one time I was in an elevator at work by myself, and I had just gotten in the elevator, and everything was normal, and all of a sudden, I swear I smelled her perfume. I even turned around, making sure nobody was there with me. And it didn't last long, but it felt like maybe she was there with me just, like, checking in on me. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's really wee. Um, smells! Oh my gosh! Yeah, the smells is what gets me. I still smell like my grandma's. Um, I mean, they're common smells, but like my grandma used to perm her hair, so I can smell like the perm smell and her face cream that she used to use. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Ah! Wow. Mm-hmm. Um. So before this last one, I wanted to add that her mom. She's talking about her mom's house in this next one, and it's literally just, like, a sentence long. But her mom's house is directly in front of a cemetery. And I – yeah. And I thought it was, like, weird at first until I stayed there for the first time when I was, like, in the eighth grade. And then it was scary. (laughs) Um, But she says – from my mom's house the only thing I really remember is at night when we were all asleep I could hear voices in the living room and I just assumed it was the people at the cemetery I never really feel completely alone there but I don't think I have a super scary story at least not that I remember Mm. yeah isn't I can't even imagine like hearing voices in another room and just turning over and being like oh it's just the ghost from the cemetery oh my gosh right (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah that's fucking terrifying um every like I would go visit her for the summer because like we've been we'd been best friends since we were four Mm -hmm. so like growing up when we were teenagers I'd go visit her for the summer and stay like a week or two and I could never ever sleep in that house it was
2: really yeah
1: I I couldn't sleep like I would have to sleep during the day because I was so scared at night it always felt like somebody was watching me would you just lay there awake? Yeah, I'd leave the lamp on and I would try to fall asleep even with the light on and I couldn't. Like I just and if I would start to doze off, I felt like somebody was literally standing in the corner of the room just watching me. Ooh. Like it felt like somebody was in the room too.
2: No. Yeah. Oh, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was creepy. Um wow. yeah. All
0: right. Hmm. Next we have a little tidbit from our friend Jess. She says, One time I was driving home from San Diego and I was in bumfuck Arizona and I saw a bright blue light pop down. I swear it was a meteor or something, but I had to pull over in disbelief. It was a 16 hour drive nonstop and I was like, What the fuck is that? And my friend TJ was with me and both of us were like, Are we tripping? But didn't want to go out because it could have been an alien. It was the bluest light I've ever seen. Quick and no sound, and it shot straight down on my right side because I was driving. Um, it seemed like it was on the side of the road, so that's why we pulled over. But then there was nothing there—no sound, no light, nothing. And of course, it was in the middle of Arizona, so no lights.
1: Oh, mm, isn't that spooky? Yes. I'm surprised though that if like if it was so dark that they didn't see something like glowing. If it was a meteor, you know what I mean.
0: Like True, it might have
1: glowing on the ground.
0: Yeah. Unless it just disintegrated before it hit the ground. Oh,
1: Maybe I didn't even think about that or like, or like went into the ground. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, may, it might've like fallen into a crater so that you can't really see
1: it. Yeah. Shit. If it was a meteor though, I would have like, I guess uh, probably wouldn't have been my first thought either, but uh, I would have tried to go look for it. Cause if it's big enough, you can get really good money for it exactly or you can just get radiation oh shit is that what happened (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure
0: i'm not big into science fiction so i don't know my dad
1: picked up a meteorite on the side of the road and we all carried it around like nothing (laughs) for (laughs) real and that thing weighed like a thousand pounds it was super heavy and it was like this like half of my head and my head's kind of big but you know it was big it was like as big as like both my hands put together like it was oh my god like it was big yeah and it weighed a lot and we took it to a um one of the colleges in Dallas I think it was the Christian something or another uh but there was a scientist professor there and uh he my dad got in touch with him and we sold it to them and they I don't remember how much it was like 500 dollars or some shit Cool. Yeah, but we had gone – oh, shit. I don't know if I can even say this, but (laughs) we had gone (laughs) to a museum the day before that, and I was, like, reading the little shit on, like, meteorites and stuff, and there was a tidbit on there that was, like, if you find a meteorite on your property, you can keep – like, you can get the money for yourself, but if you find it on the side of the road, it's the state's property. So oh. I told my dad to tell them he found you it. At a ranch. Day. Yeah, so oh, for you for your family. Yeah. And the, the professor even was like, it's strange that you found it way out there. I don't think we've ever had any records of it out there of anything out there. And I was like, oops. <laughs> <But this> was
0: <sighs> cool. Yeah. And meteorites are not radioactive.
1: Fantastic. I'm glad that I don't
0: have radiation. They okay. Freshly fallen meteorites do release activity from their very short-lived isotopes, um, but other than that, they're not okay. Good. There you go. That's why
1: you're still alive. Thank um, you. Jess should have gone out there. She could have got some money. That would have been cool. Heck yeah! But even just to see it,
0: it, people get you know frustrated that they didn't catch it on camera. But just to see it is cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To see that kind of blue that she's describing, like in the sky, it would just be. And burning. Darkness. Like a,
0: yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Jess.
1: Your turn. Okay. So, Antigone says uh, During a Halloween party, my seventh or eighth grade year of school, a bunch of us went to Starkey's Cemetery. I can't think of what town it is. I know it's not far from Bowie, Texas. And we were playing hide and seek in the cemetery. Well, like four of the people with us went in the church that was there. Maybe five minutes later, you hear a high-pitched scream and they all come running out with their hands covered in blood. Then in the empty fields across from us, a huge bonfire lights up along with all these truck lights. We all jumped in the cars we'd come in and some kids hid under them while all these people in these trucks start speeding towards the church and they were screaming and started beating on the cars we were in. Then they were just gone. After what felt like 20 minutes, the fire was gone, the people were gone, and there was no blood in the church anymore. Wow. I told her, or maybe I told Jeremy, uh, she, like, saw a – what is it called? Like a – A full-on flashback or, like, yeah, scene? of, like, a fucking KKK rally or some shit. <laughs> but something happened there, yeah. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Super creepy.
0: Um. Oh yeah, like I've I've heard stories like that on um, where people are just witnessing something happen and they swear it's real and they start freaking out and then they go and check and nothing like everything's fine like nothing's broken and so crazy. I don't know how you would like how do you? Did you flash into like a different dimension and it's just like that scenes happening currently in history in that dimension or did they somehow? I don't know. You like kind of see a flash of like a a second in time and then it's gone. Yeah.
1: Weird. Yeah, Cool. really weird. I I don't know how your brain would like be okay after that. Like how do you register like what the fuck just happened?
0: (laughs) Dude, seriously. I heard a story that was like uh, this guy, this person had a penny in their back of their pocket and uh, they went to the bathroom and like when they pulled down their pants or something, the penny fell out of their pocket, but for the life of them, they could not. They could hear it clink on the floor in the bathroom. They could not find it. And then years pass, and that same person is camping, and they feel something under them while they're asleep, and it's a penny. Dude, that is so fucking creepy.
1: I just gotta chill.
0: I didn't tell that story completely how, like, word for word, I'll have to find it and send it to you so you yeah. can see it, but yeah, there's stories like that where glitches in time or like glitches in the Matrix happen, and people cannot explain- yes. It's so bizarre. We still
1: haven't done our Glitches in the Matrix uh, episode. That shit
0: scares me so bad. I might have to. We might. Yeah, Yeah. let's do that. Mm -hmm. We should do that. All right, cool. All righty, here we go. Right, okay. So Brianna says, so back in 2009 to 2010, I was partying at my sister's place. A lot of people were there. The cops ended up being called. So myself and another friend took off to get munchies and drive around until the cops left. I ended up at the cemetery where my dad is buried at. I parked a few feet away from my dad's burial site. And when I looked over to tell my friend where my dad was at, we saw a figure of a man just standing there. It was about 10, 15 feet away from my vehicle. It was 1 a.m., dark as fuck. The only lights there were the solar lights that are spread out throughout this, the cemetery. But I clearly saw a figure of a man that looked around six foot, six foot one. He didn't move an inch, he was just there. I froze and I was in so much fear and shock that I couldn't take my eyes off him and I couldn't get my car to start. I kept trying to grab my keys to start the car, but I was shaking so much that I couldn't until I finally got it and we booked it out of there.
1: Oh no. No.
0: There's no reason for somebody to be standing still like that, just looking at you if they're yeah. just a normal
1: person. Yeah, even if it was just, oh, like, if hell. it wasn't a ghost, like holy shit, that is still scary. And
0: not two figures, like one figure. Like they're not playing a prank.
1: Yeah. That's somebody
0: being weird or it's a straight up ghost. Yeah, dude,
1: that is really scary. She
0: kept she gave really good measurements and stuff. So I'm wondering if she thought of
1: Uh, I thought it was her dad. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. But still, and I wonder if she just couldn't stop looking because she was trying to figure out if it was her dad. If it was. She said she was just frozen
0: in fear. But if she gives the measurements of how tall her dad was, we would know. It might have been him or not. But in the dark and late as fuck like that, no
1: thank you. Yeah, yeah. Glad you got out of there
0: safe. Um,
1: Scary. All right. You're up. Okay, so this one is, or these, there's three, and they're from Antigone's mom, Brandy. Mm -hmm. So she says, first, when Antigone was about five years old, one night, she got up about 2 a.m. I followed her to the front door, and she was playing with the door handle. I asked her what she was doing, and she said the witch asked her to let her in. (gasps) I said, who did, baby? And she said, the witch. And pointed at my grandma who passed when I was pregnant with her photo on the wall. Damn. No. Even though I still would have been like, do not call her that. <laughs> yeah, out of respect. Well, That's not even. Not- like even, I mean, I don't, I would just be like, please don't ever, just don't ever do that so scary. Right,
0: so scary.
1: But you know what? What if the
0: grandma was having some fun? She was like, "You can call me a witch. Oh, Tell them you that know the what? witch said." Because you exactly, would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, that
1: sounds exactly like they would <laughs> happen to them too. Like a joke yeah. to scare. <laughs> but still, wow, kids. Dude. <laughs> they see a depiction of
0: what a witch looks like on TV and they're like, "Oh, that's
1: that's what that is." Yeah. Well, that reminds me of uh, oh, the yeah. others. <gasps> she can't see. Yeah, she's like, and this is the wit. I was like, what the fuck? I, oh, I've seen no. that movie a billion times and it still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, absolutely. And then she's right there and
0: she's like so close to her face. Oh, heck no. Mm-mm. That part always scares me too. <sighs>
1: um. So her second story is um, we had a house in Bowie, Texas on Y Street that our microwave would always flash the word child. Mm. Nothing in the manual would show to have that feature. Every night when it would flash that you could be laying in the master bedroom and feel a hard bump on the bed, then visually see little knees and handprints crawling from the foot of the bed to the oh. head of the bed. No. I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> Not allowed. That is so creepy. First of all, the microwave is possessed by this child, so. Oh my gosh, seriously. <clears throat> that is so no. weird. I would have thrown that motherfucker away.
0: Yeah, seriously. And That's the only way it's communicating with you, though.
1: <gasps> it just weird. does it to every single thing, every other microwave you get. Fuck, no.
0: Right? It's going to start calling your phone if you get rid of the microwave. Oh, stop it.
1: Don't ever say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Uh, remind me to call you from an unknown number. Absolutely later. not. Look now, anytime <laughs> the phone rings with another number, I'm gonna just scream. Don't
0: answer
2: it. You're gonna
1: be yelling to Jeremy in the other room. Don't answer it. Well, that's what I was doing after the black kid, the black-eyed kids. Uh, <laughs> shit, the door. Every time the door, you rang, were so scared. I was, yep. dude. That shit scared the fuck out of me. Did those kids ever come by that I gave 10 10 bucks to to go ring your doorbell? Stop it. If that's. No, Abby, we're not going to restart that again. There was one selling coupons to you just a second ago. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit! They're disguised as fundraising students. Fundraising football player, my ass crack. Okay, so the last one. The last one is. When Antigone was seven and I was pregnant with her sister, I woke up one night and saw whom I thought was Antigone standing at the bedroom door. I told her, baby, get in bed. And she shook her head no. I was like, baby, come get in bed. And Mm -hmm. again, she shook her head and said no and pointed. I felt behind me and Antigone was in bed next to me. So the next day I told my mom about it and Antigone said, oh yeah, that was Venini. She died like my other friend too. Can you imagine? <gasps>
0: I'm not, I'm not going to ever stop screaming mm, internally for that. First
1: of all, I, just, I keep getting all these chills and I'm going to keep getting them this whole damn episode. But Thinking your child is oh, at the no. door and then feeling them next to you, absolutely not. First of all, I wouldn't even know mm-hmm. who the fuck was real. Like, I would just be like, what is – Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Mm-mm. Uh, please just no no thank you Mm -hmm. reason number three hundred and fifty thousand why i won't have any children right they'll scare the shit out of you that that's probably what what i would get since i'm always being
0: such a little prankster and and wanting to be scared all the time like here you go here's a demon child who Mm -hmm. attracts all this paranormal activity that would be my punishment but anyways while they do have a lot of spiritual things Around them or drawn to them or something. Certain families do. Yeah. Cool. That's so scary though. Okay. So next listener, JJ says, I was driving in an area between Sanderson and Fort Stockton around like nine or 10 one night. And I saw a lady walking down the road. I slowed down and looked in my mirrors and she was gone. I told another driver about it and he described her perfectly light colored, light colored dress, average height, black hair. He said that I wasn't the first one to see her and that people believe she's the lady that was murdered by smugglers when she stopped to give them a ride on that road. Then saw something really weird up in the Colorado mountains. I can only describe it best as what people referred to as seeing the Mothman. It was a huge figure. Couldn't really tell what it was, but it had a wingspan at minimum the size of my truck. It flew over the traffic for about five seconds after I spotted it and then banked off towards the top of the mountain.
1: Uh, okay, so. Whoa. Oh, I forgot to mention that he's a truck driver, if you couldn't tell. Um, but. Yeah. I wonder if he saw Jeepers Creepers, not the Month Man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He is not real. The don't creeper know is that. not real. You don't know that. I guess we don't know that. That's- yeah, but the Mothman's real? Okay. Mm. What if the Mothman is Jeepers Creepers? <gasps> mm. Ew.
0: That's scary. Okay, he has another story. So I was about 9 or 10, and we lived in a house on top of a hill by the golf course, so the road right in front was a pretty good downhill slope. One day, I was grounded, and out of the window, I saw what looked like someone riding a bike down the road. From the front door, I heard my stepdad yelling at me to get back in the house because I was grounded. I came out of my room and he looked at me, then looked down at the road and went pale. The person he had been watching disappeared going around the curve of the street from my front door. It was an open field, so we could see all the way down to the next intersection from beginning to the end of the curve. <sighs>
1: I probably would have thought it was, like, another kid, but that is still... Yeah, that,
0: I mean, that creepy. that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: All right. Thanks, JJ. And I bet, yeah, I bet uh, drivers have a lot of stories. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. He actually said um, if we do another episode, he can get some from the drivers that he works with. We
0: can do a special episode for just uh,
1: drivers. Oh. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. <clears throat> You're up. All right. So next is Kelsey, and she says, so after I moved out of my toxic ex's and I's apartment, I lived at one of my best friend's houses, Denise, who is also the Denise that is on our Instagram all the time. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For a few months. Uh, I was living with her family only because she was living with her boyfriend at the time in California, and I couldn't find an apartment yet. They always told me there was a ghost that followed the stepdad around named Abel, but I didn't think anything of it because I never really believed in anything of the paranormal stuff. I was a major pothead at the time, so I had just smoked before bed and was about to lay down. I was playing on my phone before bed, lying on my stomach, and I'm a tall bitch, so my toes kind of hung over the bed a bit. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, it felt like someone pushed the bed right under my feet. And I moved a little bit. Me being high, I didn't think anything of it. So I just went back to playing on my phone. <laughs> <sighs> and eventually went to sleep.
2: <laughs> what the
1: hell? No. I'm just like picturing my, this happening to myself. <laughs> yeah. You're like
0: so relaxed. You don't
1: even notice. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Wait, um, what freak was that? <laughs> uh. So I remember feeling like I was being lifted, and this is when she was asleep, Uh, more like levitating because it didn't feel like anyone was touching me. Anyway, I felt myself rising up, and I refused to open my eyes, of course. And then all of a sudden, while I was still being in midair, I felt like a force to push me across the room really fast, and I slammed up against what I guess would be a wall, but it didn't really feel solid. Holy uh, at that point, I snapped open my eyes and, of course, I was still in bed. Uh, a few other things happened here and there after. after Stuff would be moved in different places. I hadn't left it. Uh, I'd hear stuff in the room at night being moved. I was freaked out at this point and I told my friend's family finally about all this and they blamed it on Abel, the ghost, and told me to sit down on the edge of the bed and to talk to him. They told me he's probably confused why, why you're there because he doesn't know you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So as stupid as it sounded to me, I sat on the edge of my friend's bed and explained to Abel that I was Denise's friend and I was just staying for a bit till I could find a place of my own, etc. After that, everything stopped, but I found a place ASAP after that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine that feeling of being lifted and then thrown across a room that's like, awful
0: fuck? yeah that's where whenever it messes with you while you're asleep that's where i draw the line like okay this is not cute yeah. anymore
1: it's not fun uh yeah anyways i used to go over to her house all the time to that apartment all the time and i think that place was haunted too mm-hmm. i remember whenever i would stay because i stayed there all the damn time like mm-hmm. i practically lived there. lived there on the weekends yeah yeah mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly think it was haunted. Like, I mean, we did a lot of, I did a lot of drugs while we were there. So uh, I don't know, it could have been that. But I think some creepy shit happened while we were there. Holy moly. Yeah. So she's, but she always, she always had good shit to say. Like always good, scary stories to say. (laughs) Oh,
0: I can imagine. Okay. So next listener is Samantha. And there are, I think, two stories that I'm about to say. It was a little after my father passed away. I was about 21. I fell off the rails. Well, one night I went out drinking with some friends and I didn't answer my mom's calls. I had 20 missed calls and 40 text messages. Well, I finally came home around 2 a.m., got into my pajamas, turned off the light and fell asleep. Around 3 a.m., I was woken up by a very restless feeling. I opened my eyes and see four demons crawling on my wall in my room. Then I hear a loud growl as I turn. I see this huge hellhound coming right at me with three heads and red eyes, all black, and growling as it got close.
1: I turned on my light and the demons and hellhound were gone. I wonder if that was, like, her guilty conscience for not answering her mom's calls, like... It might have been. I don't know. Subconscious, like, like a nightmare, but you're awake.
0: Uh And it's funny you say that because my mom used to tell me that whenever she was younger, that she would see weird stuff whenever she would get in trouble or like be bad to her mom or whatever.
1: Ooh. What if it was? No, I'm not going to say it. Okie dokie. Next story.
0: (laughs) I was pregnant at this time. I woke up all of a sudden and see a little boy in my room. He told me to follow him and he needed help. So my dumbass followed him. He led me outside to my carport, but I stopped all of a sudden for some reason. I felt uneasy, and as I looked out the window, there is a huge black figure waiting for me, I guess, behind my mom's Durango. I uh, guess it knew I wasn't showing up, so it ran towards me, but it couldn't get in. <gasps> what the heck? I felt lightheaded, and my nose bled. I ran to my mom's room to tell her, and when she came to see, it was gone, but it left a huge claw, claw scratch on my doorframe outside. We started praying. Needless to say, I slept with my mom that night.
1: Oh lord. No. Reading that one. Oh my god, that's There's scary. no way. oh no. That's really scary. Oh. Yeah, no, that's
0: really messed up. That's like scary
1: movie scary, like not real. Yeah, opening your door and seeing the marks on there would have traumatized me for life. Like I would have been like, "Let's please move." Yes, for real. I never go that again. A lot of scary stuff happened at that house. Like there's something evil there. Yeah, because one of the times, like, she couldn't even tell me the story because she, like, pushed it out of her mind. Mm -hmm. It was, like, one of the first things that happened to her that we were there for. But she, like, pushed it out of her mind so far that she can't even really remember what happened. Like, she only remembers bits and pieces of it. So she couldn't tell me that story. But, um, yeah, I guess so because it fucked her up. But we had literally – me and Ime were over there and we had literally just – walked out like we literally had shut the door and we're walking through that carport and she we heard her screaming so we ran back in there and she was like in the corner there was like a little staircase that went up into the main house Mm -hmm. and she was like in the corner of the staircase and i i refused to go inside Ema had to go in there and get her because i was like i can't go in there
0: whoa something
1: scary happened i can't go in there yeah for real Wow. But, yeah, dude, that house was very fucking haunted. Something was going on there. Jeez. Ooh, okay. Well. Hey. Um, so now I have Kim, and she says, So, just a bit of backstory before the real one. My dad was severely overweight and diabetic my whole life. Because of the diabetes, he had neuropathy, lack of feeling in his feet and couldn't feel where they were placed therefore he shuffled when he walked well one day when i was about eight or nine i was woken up by the sound of my dad pacing back and forth in front of my bedroom door i got up to see what was going on but no one was there (laughs) typically that would that wouldn't surprise me as i was always the last one at home remember this is the 90s y'all that wasn't uncommon but today, I knew I wasn't alone uh, because the sound is what woke me. I looked everywhere for my dad and I couldn't find him. So, 1,000% freaked out. I go to the phone. Fo- I go to the phone on the kitchen wall. Yep, it was still that era. <laughs> and called my dad's work. He was there. I tell him everything going on and he calls the cops. So now I'm hysterical. I'm convinced there was a robber in my house. I'm home alone and someone is going to come kill me. So the police get there, and the cop is tall, skinny, long-faced, with his gray hair sticking out everywhere. He was terrifying. Mm -mm. So I cried harder, and I wouldn't let him in, much to my dad's dismay. So a neighbor from up the street finally got there, and with her there, the cop was allowed to come in. He won't kill us both, right? So uh, no one's in the house. He couldn't find any evidence of forced entry or even an open window showing someone came in and left nothing so the question still remains who is pacing in front of my door absolutely not yeah dude that's fucking scary that is i don't like that The cops were called is so funny yeah <laughs> seriously
0: i wonder how many calls they get they probably get a few quite a few calls and it's just a haunting
1: like intruder calls. yeah
0: because that's what we do. As soon as we realize we're not the only ones home and we're supposed to be, it's like, <gasps> who's in my house? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fucking scary. I mean, I guess it's not funny that the cops were called because she was eight. Yeah, I know.
0: And she did the right thing. So good job, eight-year-old um, Kim. Kim. And uh yeah, but still, that's so wild.
1: Yeah, my parents would have been like, Just lock the door. Lock yourself in the room. I'll be there in a minute. Right, exactly. Don't be calling the cops again, but. (laughs) Well,
0: okay, cool. All right, okay. So not to make her feel any kind of way or make her feel like she's standing out or anything, but our other option was to send us an audio recording of you telling the story. And so this is what our
2: next listener did. And it's really cool. Okay, so, my story happens at Enchanted Rock State Natural Area, um, this happened a few years ago, and we were there during the pierced meteor shower, um, so, once we had finished watching it, we came down, and the park rangers were letting us stay, um, at some kind of, like, trailer that they had there for the other, like, interns or whatever, so we were there for a volunteer event, and so, we go back to the trailer, and it's me and this other girl, And she was ready to go to bed, but I wanted to keep watching the meteor shower. So I probably stayed up for another, like, hour or so outside. And then by the time I went in, it was maybe, like, midnight or 1 in the morning. And she had, um, she had already fallen asleep at that point. So I go in and, um, like, getting ready for bed, fall asleep. Then I wake up at some point, uh, later. And I see these two little boys that are, like, standing on the other side of the trailer, like, playing at the little table. It was, like, an RV type thing. And so they're, like, playing with some kind of toy there at the table. And, um, I just, like, didn't want to give it more attention because, like, I believe if the more attention you give it, the, like, powerful it grows, more powerful it grows or whatever. But, um, so I just pretended, like, I wasn't seeing anything (laughs) and went back to bed. Um, but I didn't feel any, like, bad feelings then or anything, so that kind of helped um, and they also looked like they were Native American, and I'm pretty sure Inchanger Rock has a, like, a significant Native American history. Um, I'm not sure the full story on it, so I don't want to say the wrong thing, but, um, they look Native American. And, um, right, so I go back to sleep, and I wake up again at some point later, it's still dark, and it's like the two little boys had aged, maybe, or it's just two different men but they were maybe like they were young so like either like teenagers early 20s something like that and they were standing there kind of where the little boys were at and then we like made eye contact and it's like they got really still so so that I wouldn't notice them or something I'm not really sure or like they weren't trying to scare me or something I didn't get the bad feelings so it was like I think it would have been different if I got like bad feelings of it but I didn't so I think that like helped me stay calm But uh, I put my glasses on. I remember grabbing them and putting them on to make sure that I was, like, actually seeing them and not just, like, hallucinating or, like, think I was dreaming or something. And they were there, and it was, like, two, like, Native American men standing there at the end of the trailer. And um, there was also this, like, white light above them that I didn't see when the little boys were there. And, uh, like, I just, like like I don't even know what I told myself to just like pretend like I didn't see anything and go back to sleep I guess and so went back to bed and then I woke up with my glasses on so it was, like I knew I grabbed them like it wasn't just a dream and like I was like I walked over to where I had seen them standing and like there was nothing there and like where the the light was at that I saw like I thought it was just like a ceiling light in the trailer but it there was nothing were there for it to have been like an actual light so i saw two ghosts or four technically and a glowing ball of light (laughs) but um yeah so that's basically my story i didn't tell the other girl that was staying with me because i didn't know her like that and i didn't want her to think i was crazy um but yeah i'm pretty sure i saw two little boys that maybe aged into teenagers um over a span of two hours or something uh but yeah and i just like i didn't get the bad feelings or anything so i didn't feel like threatened so i guess it's a happy ghost story but um that's my story thank you so cute dude that was so
1: good that was why why did she not check to see if the door was locked yeah i mean what if they weren't
0: ghosts what if they were real people
1: yeah, I would have automatically assumed that they would have been people before I would have thought ghosts because I'm in a strange place. I want you know to I mean? say
0: whenever she first told me the story that she, I did ask that too, like, did they are they intruders? And, and I remember like, black-knit. yeah, no, I feel like she told me they were like, you could see through them kind of. Oh, okay. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that's, that that was the answer for that, but she could have mentioned it in the But yeah, um, cause that was my first thought too, is like, okay, somebody got in the trailer, cause it was unlocked mm-hmm. Um, but knowing her, I don't think she would have left it unlocked Yeah. But, uh, oh my
1: Dude, gosh. That is and you, you wanted to take me there
0: I did want to take you <laughs> Well, yeah, but um, also What else? Didn't she see a cowboy at one time? Yeah, she has more stories, so hopefully she will submit more stories. But um, Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about the part where she thinks that they
1: aged, that the ghosts were the same? That is fucking crazy. I I don't. I don't even. I don't even know how that would even be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, like I've never heard of anybody, or I guess I haven't really heard anybody say that before.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Anything's possible, I guess, in the afterlife. But also, yeah, I wouldn't think they could do that unless they died as adults and then they were having like a flashback as children. But that's what the ghosts were were them as kids. Yeah. Um. But or or she just saw four different ghosts, which is so wild. I have never even yeah. Seen one. That is weird. Oh wow! Okay, okay, cool. Thanks, Tara. That was my friend Tara. Yes, thank you. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed our first listener episode. We have a part two coming out next week, so if you enjoyed these, we have um, a few more to read for you guys. Uh, Let us know what you think on our Instagram and our Twitter. Give us some feedback on Apple Podcasts with a review um, and a rating. And, yeah, uh, this was really fun. I really liked reading all of your stories. They were super scary.
1: Yes, they were. They gave us the creeps. Success. Success.
0: That's how you know. So it's the start of spooky season. Keep those uh, ears open for other stories that you have or that your friends have. And uh, yeah, submit them to us if you can. And thanks a lot, guys.
1: So did we give you the creeps?